0: 10, 9, 8,
1: 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Good luck, studio. Oh, oh It's that time again. Uh, Paul Chandler's going to start this whole thing he does. It's called the Shylock Podcast. It's probably going to start any minute now. Anyway, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, sit back and relax.
2: All I wanted was a bite.
1: and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over.
0: He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it? Is it deep? Is it deep?
1: Please. What all that is Right.
0: Hi, <laughs> me governor. It's the Shy Life <laughs> Podcast.
1: Excellent. Hello, podcast The
2: Shy Life. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life podcast with me, Paul, the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Um, I've got uh, I've got two special guests here. Um, one of them has four legs. Hello, it's Martin Holmes. No,
0: sorry, it's me. Ah. and Martin Holmes. Ah, yes, yes, the, the least popular strand from the Shy Life podcast reaches its natural conclusion. <laughs>
2: do, you, do you have whiskers in a tail, or is it just TV? I'm not sure.
0: Uh, sometimes I have whiskers. I did have a trim this morning, actually. Uh, so I, mean,
2: I don't know what
0: TV will be up to today. <laughs> anyway, well, probably yeah. not trimming, that's for sure. No, no, no. Deals. It's interesting, um, isn't it, when you think about it. I mean, when when you or I or or, or humans grow a beard or, or grow their hair, it keeps on growing. When cats they don't they don't They, you know if you don't cut their hair every month they don't suddenly end up in a massive you know ball of fur they they, it stops at a certain length doesn't it
2: but also like when dv has been to the vets he's had to have like say a blood test they've shaved his his leg or whatever Mm. so they and it goes back and then it stops (laughs) when it gets back to the length of everything else it stops so it's very weird
0: Um, evolution it's a bloody weird thing yeah if you could do that that would be much easier it would save us a lot of trips to the hairdressers Mm. um Yes, I like the style now. I've got my purdy cut. I'm happy. <laughs> but, uh, the hippie movement would just not have ever happened. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of if you if you if you're growing your Santa beard for Christmas, you know, it's like, oh, it stopped at six inches. How old? Or two inches or whatever. I don't know. It it is weird. I I because you don't have you know you don't have cat barbers, do you? That's no, that's no. the interesting thing. You don't have cat barbers. Unless I mean, anyway. you do and i don't know that anything about it well, maybe, maybe there's somebody. a whole new whole new um money-making scheme for somebody there <laughs> <laughs> well Paul chandler cat barber <laughs> he'll give us something
2: he'll give us something to do as a replacement for the 1950s well episode.
0: this is it <laughs>
2: uh, we'll be talking <laughs> maybe, about maybe, cat <laughs> barbers next time
0: <laughs> maybe uncle yes
2: <laughs> anyway, listeners, um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about 1958, 1959, but I think we should run the uh, run the theme music. Um, let's do that now. Do it now, deals. Press the button. Daddy, it's the Shy podcast.
1: The <laughs> You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere.
0: Hello,
2: Paul. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'd go anywhere for a potato. Delicious. Hello, Captain. How are you? You're quite like a big bang, don't you? Think? Oh, Mickey. shy, yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret.
1: Maybe he has.
2: If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to
1: get
2: it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I am strangely drawn to get Yenny John's ankles as well. <laughs> but has the Shy Life Podcast slowed down? I don't think so. It's all green and it's yellow. Yum yum, 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 Has anyone seen my hot sausage?
1: Ah, hello, hello, hello. hello,
2: And we're back,
0: yes. Cat barbering uh, for beginners. Uh, da, 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 da.
2: Well, you know considering some of the sort of themes of songs during the 50s we've encountered why yeah. is there isn't a song like how much is that cat barbers in the window <laughs> there, is a, there is a
0: species isn't there that's a very bald cat mm. very strange looking mm. beast but lovely in its own way, I'm sure. I'm um, sure. Um, so yes, 1958,
2: 1959. We're going to recognise some of these uh, these these names. Um, you might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will. You will. Um,
0: Have we talked guess, about them on previous shows now? Because I've I've already forgotten them this morning. So you know.
2: Well, some of that, Some of it's just that they are names that became big ah. um, later on but uh, um, i got some facts you for 1958 apparently January the 24th 1958 Paul McCartney makes his first appearance at the Cavern Club, oh, wow. club with the Quarrymen. men well, did he lie about his age getting game <laughs> <laughs> it must have been about 12 then, surely. <laughs> yeah, cause I think there was mentioned I feel like there was mentioned like last year that the Quarrymen had played at the Cavern hmm. Club and got into trouble for not playing jazz but that might have been before Paul McCartney joined them but... Paulie plays jazz <laughs> yeah Motown released its first record, it was cool. Got a job, and it was by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Wow, that a that, miracle. that,
0: that's a pointless answer, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Like, you know, what was the first you know, Motown? You know, just Motown hits. You know, what, what was the first? Yeah, Smokey Robinson did the, You know, that's one of those facts I should have took away, and I will have completely forgotten it whenever mm-hmm. it actually comes up, it would come in useful. Yeah. I find that a lot of the time, you know, they do um, questions on pointless about mm. about uh, early pop music, and and I keep thinking, if only I. Been listening when we were recording.
2: <laughs> well, I was thinking the other day, oh, I'm going to know so much more about uh, 1950s music now if I if I, if I have the chance. If it ever comes up, I'm asked, that I'll, I'll have forgotten again by then. So,
0: so. <laughs> Any act that had a number one hit in the in, in in the 1950, I'm thinking I should know this. Why do I not know this? Well, we've done all these shows.
2: About- <laughs> well, I had to do some research today, and, and listeners, uh, we will come back to this right at the end of the episode because I was thinking, uh, just just it doesn't matter that you know this, listeners, but. I was thinking would it would be useful for me to note what episode number is um what it was when we did we started the 60s so that we can say so I can say at the end of the episode which I will do later on if you sort of listen to it in order that's where you need to jump back to and um, and I was looking through the the number ones of 1960 and I was thinking I don't remember <laughs> discussing these is this a different chart and I went I actually went on to the episode and started playing it and we were talking about all of them and I, I, this was two years ago and I and, and it was and I was like okay that's fine I just didn't remember
0: talking Yes, it's the sands of time, Paul. Yeah. Catch up with us all. Whoever uh, you are. Yeah,
2: right. I don't know. Um, oh, March 24th, 1958, Alwes Presley enters the US Army. Oh, right. Uh, April the 10th, Cleo Lane marries Johnny Dankworth. Thank you. Um, that, was, uh, that was one that stuck, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the, the Quarrymen actually, I didn't realise they actually released records. I didn't know they actually got beyond just appearing in...
0: Oh, um, that's more spending for
2: you, Paul. No, I don't think. Um, yeah, The Quarrymen, this was when it was Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, Colin Hampton, John Lowe on piano. Um,
0: they I think released, I've actually got an, an LP somewhere of early Beatles, and I think that has Quarryman Quarrymen tracks on it. So. The, the song was called In Spite of All the Danger,
2: which was a oh, okay a mccartney and harrison track weirdly wow um and then a cover of buddy holly's that'll be the day um that's odd isn't
0: it you'd think in some ways you'd think they would have if they had songs written they would have put them on the beatles albums wouldn't you mm-hmm.
2: um where else? Mar- marvin Gaye st- begins recording with his first group um in september 58 where phil spector begins his recording career oh dear uh-huh. um kenny rogers signs his first recording contract Right, that's about it as far as exciting news. That's music news. What was happening in the real world, Paul? Oh. I mean, I was. I thought, oh God, goodness, that's That's, that's not important.
0: <laughs> I don't um, know. some born yet. He's <laughs> there.
2: <laughs> um, there are lots of albums. I'm not going to go into the albums in great detail, but yeah. there are albums by all your favourites: Frank Sinatra and Johnny Cash, oh. Everly oh. Brothers, Elvis, Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, billy Holiday, yeah. Buddy Holly. Uh, Miles Davis Count Basie Doris Day Um, I guess albums are becoming a bit more a bit more popular anyway um, so let's actually see now one thing I have identified about mm. 1958 is so I might have to pause halfway through I think maybe it's best to do America first yeah. halfway through the year I don't know if it's just called the billboard chart or yeah. anyway so some some reason rather than just name you know just mm. rename it but not you know, who cares mm-hmm. um, it, it jumps to a completely different link and everything so mm-hmm. um, so they obviously is it the
0: hot 100
2: it becomes the hot yeah it seems to become <laughs> the hot 100 you know August 1958, but before right. that, it just seems to be the Billboard shop. But okay. I mean, I thought it was the Billboard Hot 100, so who cares? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, isn't it?
0: Anyway, and um, well, you know they like they like to get their marketing men on these things or marketing people on these things over there. Right. You know, they found a way of making money out of it, so it'll be mm-hmm. sponsored by the Coca-Cola Company or something. There you go. There's a five of fund. So, uh, so let's just finish the list that I have for the
2: first part of 1958 mm-hmm. in America. So the the last number one of 57 was April Love by Pat Boone. April Love. But um, I'm not sure if that goes... Christmas, how very odd. Yes,
0: I think that must go
2: into the very like, first week of...
0: Uh, I wonder if that's April the name rather than April the... Time. Mm. Sure, we may, we, talk, we may never know. We probably talked about it
2: last time, but again, it's only a month since we recorded the previous episode, mm. and I can't remember discussing this at all. Really. In April,
0: ironically.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we probably said. I'll go back when I get around to editing that episode. I'll be <laughs> we'll be saying exactly the same things we're saying now. Uh,
0: I always do. Yes, I've, I've <laughs> basically you, you could just re- record in the just play in the bits from my previous things. Anything. So predictable, boy. I never have an original thought in my head at any time. <laughs> um, it's very worrying um, yes, yes it is Yes, especially uh, if you're me
2: yes. until we forget until we forget that it's worrying and then we remember it's worrying again later <laughs> I
0: I'll, say, I'll tell you one thing it does, it does actually strike me every time I, I do listen back uh, to things I've recorded I often think oh I really should mention and then I do I think, oh, I did do. I'm very pleased that I mentioned whatever it was that's on my someone. The same thoughts do seem to sort of tiptoe across my mind at more or less the same time. So, mm. so I suppose at least there is a consistency, of nothing else.
2: Well, the first totally 1958 number one
0: is by Danny and the Juniors. Danny. Um, the juniors called about the hot. That's like. a very Mr. Bronson thing, isn't it? You know, the juniors, Danny and the juniors. That's that's Mr. Bronson. That's
2: yeah. they don't know that they junior. They're not in the picture. They they, <laughs> they look like they're in, well into their mid twenties. But like, well, um, no. um, mate. what can I tell you about it? I wonder if it is that is that the one that is at the hot hot hot. What was that? Oh, I'm just imagining that. Apparently it was, it was featured in, in American graffiti. In oh, right. So it's, so it's, it's, a, probably it's a quite a well,
1: novel.
2: Yeah, yeah. it might be the one I'm thinking. It was originally going to be, originally going to be called Do the Bop, but, um, uh, well, that's far too rude. It was heard by Dick Clark, who expressed concern that, that the dance fad of doing the bop was on its way out. Ah. So, um, but, uh, let's go to the hop. I mean, probably, uh, I'm confused. Well, so. Um,
0: 1950s dance fans um, were 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 notoriously fickle beasts. You
1: know,
0: yeah. you know. We last last month we were doing the kangaroo, but next month we're going to do the hippopotamus, and and, and, <laughs> and in between time we'll do the lollipop. Yes, it's all it's all just it's all the fickleness of these teenagers. They need to have some staying power and get to get a haircut.
2: Yes. Well, well um it says that they were formed in 1955 and on the Wikipedia page it says 1955 to present. I mean, if they're not going to be hopping if they're still <laughs> Goodness gracious.
0: Ah, um, the pogo wheelchair, yes. Or the pogo yeah. bath chair. Mm. It's an interesting development. Another, another one of Yeti Uncle John's yeah. <laughs> genius inventions. I
2: think, um, I mean, they were still doing the releasing out the hop in
0: 1980
2: uh, to, to, oh. very, to, to very little... Interesting charts. uh, Nothing
0: nothing like like making a career of of something.
2: (laughs) I think they probably effectively
0: finished having chart hits around the early 60s. It could be the American equivalent of Shawaddy Waddy 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 Waddy. They didn't
2: really have any other big hits. They had another Mm. one in 58 called, well, yeah, I think, I mean, because it's so early, 58 at the hop. It's mm. sort of included as a 1950, I guess it could have been in the charts in December mm. 57. um 57. But they had another one in 58 called Rock and Roll is Here to Stay, which got
0: oh, right. sort of mid-teens, later teens. Strangely enough, I've heard of that one, which is, yeah. which is on. I suspect that's been covered by at least one or two folk. Yeah.
2: It was number one for five weeks. Um, then we then we have, sorry, then we have a um, another Elvis Presley number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for five weeks. Don't. Uh, don't what? I just don't. don't. No, don't just don't.
0: Don't. Uh, it's, it's written, don't. Buy this record? Don't.
2: It was written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, who I think wow. released a lot of songs for him or did a lot of songs for him. Um, I must
0: admit, it's not the most obvious. Uh, if you were trying to name 15 Elvis hits, I don't think Don't would be one of them that, that no. would come to mind. Although, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, it wasn't a massive hit. And I can't imagine it. The ballad, yeah, Um, Yeah, right, okay,
2: don't uh, (gasps) not I remember. Um, Not by the title anyway. Mm. Then we have for five weeks tequila by the Champs.
0: Tequila, very nice. Led to um, led to uh, well yes to one one or two more of my more interesting or actually no they might have led to one or two more of my, my more interesting evenings although it's mostly my more for- forgotten evenings. <laughs> I favorite.
2: used to go to a, a really good club in London in the very early mm. noughties called Pop Stars, which was really great because it had three or four different floors, and you could mm. so you could dance to like The Smiths or something yeah. on one floor, and then you could go and dance to Kylie on another floor, or mm or some more dancey or and, mm. and you just used to rotate between floors. Right. And when I went with my friend Dave, we had a sort of um, tradition where somewhere in the evening we'd do tequila shots. Which
1: ah.
2: was, I would think about, which is not a nice memory to have because it was a good club and, mm. um, as well. So, um, now the Champs were active, uh, these are, they're another one, goodness me. Mm. Uh, they were active between 57 and 65. And right. then again, between 2020 and now. So these are oh, going to right. be very old people.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, that, that's <laughs> Unless they've sold the brand or something bizarre like that. But that's, that's what, it's like the all new Scooby-Doo show, isn't it? It's like, it's not the same.
2: But, but uh, uh, it says in 2020 group leader Burgess resurrected or uh, almost literally, I would have thought, the chance for a new album <laughs> to see the party. Lazarus, come forth! Um, one hundred it, it, year more,
0: old man and his rock and roll.
2: It, what's What's more, it contained twelve newly recorded tracks, including a party rendition of their signature hit. Like, what's a party like when you're that age? Eh? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. this is terribly ages, but I know. You know, we're pretty, we're, we Martin and I, are exactly. We We feel like we could, we probably would not be able to. Oh
0: yes, yes, at least one and three quarter feet in the grave. Yes, it's it's kind of weird though because you you do you, I, I still I I still have slight hor- horrific I- notions of the old people's home they finally throw me in and and them um, trying to entertain me with with vera lynn songs on the piano because because that's what you do for old people and i think no it, 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 the, i'm the punk generation damn it <laughs> want if you're gonna sing songs around the piano you want it to be you want it to be the sex Pistols. <laughs> uh well you know
2: i have quite a wide you know i don't really i don't really associate a it's probably like a 30 year period I associate with rather than some people associate with a five or 10 year period. Mm. So I, I, uh, I would still rather find a new song to like, mm. I'd rather have a new favorite song. That is a new song mm. or I guess I don't, wouldn't mind if it was a new old song, but I, mm. it's not, I always like it when it's a song that's charts don't matter anymore, but a mm. song that's come out on an album that's newly released or something. Uh, I always like, like to have an, I always enjoy it when I have songs that are, I, are new. They're not necessarily by young people, even, but mm. a lot of those older bands are still around.
0: I think, sadly, most of the the tunes that uh, that I was listening to are now mm. safely in the corral that is Radio 2. I think that's where they get thrown over here now. I, they, I don't think anything that I have I have in my record collection has been on Radio 1 in a good 20 years. So um, It doesn't really matter anymore, because a lot of these bands
2: are a lot of bands who are really old are still doing really good stuff so. well there is that yeah. and also i think there's also a certain amount of people who are probably in their late 20s or 30s who know that actually it isn't young people buying music it's, mm. there, are, there are people who are my age who just like a certain type of pop music and they might as well target mm. and, um
0: yeah. well you've um You've watched, I haven't actually watched it, but the uh, you've watched that Beatles documentary, haven't you, that was on, yeah. on Disney. Uh, and you kind of think, is is that marketed, is that aimed at people who were or are Beatles fans or, or do you think sort of a new generation of finding that and going, oh, actually, this sounds quite good? I always think it's weird that people have this, you know, they have to... I mean that they box off their music and say, you know, I can't listen to that because it's old. But but if if it's I mean, surely a good tune is a good tune is a good tune. If you see what I mean. But then equally, I've also advocated this whole idea that uh, you know the fact that some music seems to have lasted thirty, forty years when really maybe you know you should be finding new stuff to listen to, young people. But I don't know. I, I'm a fickle beast. Sometimes I have different ideas on the same thing. So. Um, yeah. Well, going
2: back to the champs. Uh, they didn't really have any other big hits. They mm. did have a number sing another single that got to number thirty called "Too Much Tequila," cutting oh, okay. their big hit.
0: Um, oh, I see. So they were just basically te- the tequila-based tune factory.
2: They did have another single which also got to thirty called "El Rancho Rock," but
0: All right.
2: yeah, they they uh,
0: which had no tequila in it. No tequila, well, not
2: that it was referenced. Um, mm, interesting. So what else um so after the champs we have the Mm. platters the platters um with um twilight time okay and um yeah apparently it was originally or the lyrics were originally written as a poem um, Mm -hmm. and then there i think there was an instrumental which had the tune Mm. and, and they kind of married them up have you set any of your poems to music at all um to a point, and I did quite recently actually. Uh, mm. I, cause I've always kind of said that I'm more inspired by song lyrics than mm. I've been by any poets. Mm. I actually had written a poem for three or four years, and, yeah. and then very recently wrote, wrote one and said mm. to my friend Harry, um, Let's trick me, try and make this into a song. Mm. And he tweaked it a bit. And mm. yeah, so I have. And I also re- I, I, I almost call one of my poetry collections. Um, lyrics without a tune. Ah, they were all supposed to be song song lyrics, but, I, but they were just that's as far as they got. But they were written with first chorus, first chorus. Mm. So well, it could still happen. Yeah, yeah it's still it's still gonna, um, some good
0: something. ideas. A good idea should just tuck it yeah. away for when you haven't got another idea for a book title. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah and I, and, I, and I did also
2: one of my one of the one of the poems I performed most as my last poem of the night. Was called um, "I Will Eat Pies," right. and and I literally took the rhyming structure of "I Will Survive." Yes, and uh, and wrote and, and and wrote the song, but it no. was about pies, um, and there were no words from "I Will Survive" in, but it has the same rhythm and it has the same the the, the, the end of each line rhymes with yeah. With, with, yeah.
0: So so did you did, did you um perform in any karaoke bars because you could have actually got them to put that I, track on i i
2: didn't but i think one of my sh- my shows i was encouraged to sing it While and I, think, ah. I i think i i did because it was mainly just friends anyway so it didn't really matter but
0: were you there with your ukulele do you play an instrument
2: <laughs> um not not well enough to do it on stage uh,
0: <laughs> I, just I, just you and your bongos i've bongos. um
2: yeah, I mean, I, I, I could never read. I, I was too li- I think I was too lazy to read music. Mm. and I had a sort of ear for a tune, mm. um, so I could sort of practice it so much that I could play it without reading. music, yeah. but I would have mm. I would have had a lot of mistakes to start with, and then break-
0: gradually would have got it right. But that is yeah. one of my my bigger regrets that I don't I don't really do music, and um, it, it it's because I have had poet and I always thought oh, and I can actually hear the tune in my head, but I've got no way of you know, sort of getting that written down. If you see what I mean, so it's. Oh, it also, but, yeah,
2: I I also um, used to go to a uh, well. A couple of times, went to a folk festival down in mm-hmm. Broadstairs because friends had their parents mm-hmm. lived down there, and there was a poetry session there mm-hmm. as well as well as, mu- as music. But and one of the years I was there, I I I literally their house was like really big, and I was mm-hmm. right at the top of the house, so. I just went up there and I sort of, um, sort of sung a, 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 a song and came up with it, mm. and it was it was called "Once I Fell in Love with the Cornish Pasty," ah. um, and that so that's probably the the most like a normal a proper song that I ever wrote, and that that's been preserved on one some mm. of my videos. But it was a comedy song then about. Um, there's a there's being, a, there's, a, there's a
0: 45
2: somewhere yeah. out there on vinyl it's a matter, matter of confidence I was fine singing it's just me singing but mm. the idea that somebody might so that's why I was quite I quite enjoyed recording it for a video when mm. I was the only person in the room doing it mm. in fact in fact I did it I did it in a sort of folk style but I also did a sort of more not slightly punky but more sort of indie sort of like uh-huh. how, how it would have sounded if Blair had done it and or something and and, and I, I did a few different styles uh-huh. and I enjoyed doing that knowing that nobody was was anywhere near me. And, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and because I was recording it, it was preserved. So, um, yes. But uh, the idea of actually having that
0: do- thinking of doing it um, more publicly. It well, it's be. interesting when you think about Mike would going at the end of mike yarwood shows he would sort of go through and do a series of impressions you could actually do your your poetry evening as an impressions of this this one's this one's this one's uh my version of a song by the pretenders well
2: i i did also used to i used to consider it my when i did my shows i used to consider Mm. it um like me doing a cover version I, i i took a number of songs and did them in in style and just read them as poems right um, and there was one called the last friday night and it was by the popular singer although she, she was at the time not not quite so popular these days katie perry and right. in the lyrics it's all about what she got up to on this friday night but i read it in the style of um noel coward ah. sort of a bit like sort of being to a marvelous party and oh. i did it in that sort of accident and, and it worked really well because um yeah, it was all about how she got in, you know, she mm-hmm. matched her credit card and all that sort of thing. But reading it, it perfectly fit. It was a modern day. I've been to a Marvel's party um, from, from the late 90s or whatever. But mm-hmm. I can't remember what other songs I did. I, there, were, there were a number. Of, that I I kind of Mm. found quite well well as poems. Um, But uh, anyway, we should get back to 1950. So, um, we're into May um, in the States and we've got Mm -hmm. Witch Doctor by David Seville.
0: Okay. Um, Named after the oranges, no doubt. I think, oh, I'm confused. I think this is the wrong link.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Well, um, I might not be, well, okay. This is confusing, listeners. It says that David Seville is a fictional character um, um, and it's something to do with the chipmunks. Uh, ah. One of the records recorded in 1958 under the name David Seville was Witch Doctor, featuring a sped-up high-pitched vocal technique, oh, I see. which he would later use in the Chipmunks stuff. Okay, right. So, interesting. Um, the character was supposed to be the manager of Alvin and the Chipmunks.
0: Ah, okay. But,
2: uh, I didn't realise that Alvin and the Chipmunks went back as, I thought they were more sixteens, but anyway. Um, so that's number one for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Everly Brothers with All I Have to Do Is Dream for four weeks. Ah. Um, that's a pretty, pretty well known song. Well no mm-hmm. one, yeah. Um, it was written by Husband and Wife Songwriting Team Felice and Bordeaux Bryant. I don't Okay. Know. Um, it's also ranked number 141 on the Rolling Stone, 500 greatest songs of all time.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, Ch- I don't know, Chet Atkins was on guitar.
0: That must be a bit awkward, mustn't it? If, you, if you've if you got number 500 and then something comes along and knocks you out of the top 500 songs of all time. So I mean, I'm assuming they, they don't change it every year. I mean, you couldn't really, could you? So yeah.
2: I, I also remember... Around the time I was really into the Beatles, it, in mm. the, in the eighties,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that was when everybody was saying that, like, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band wasn't mm. the number one album ever mm-hmm. uh, in the pop. But but that's changed. I mean, that's changed mm. even as far as the. It's not even considered. Uh, last last time I I, I I looked, it wasn't even considered the best Beatles album, let alone mm. best album ever. I mean, I think you know. Um, tastes changed kind of mm. like Revolver by the
0: Beatles mm. sighted or um, But uh, Citizen Kane was topping the best movies of all time chart yeah. for decades and decades and now it's like it's a forgotten movie. It's it's really odd how it's almost like sort of anything that's more than a certain age now is just invalid somehow. It's, it's, mm. it's really quite weird sometimes, modern life.
2: Um, other people who covered all I want to do is dream. Include mm. Richard Claydon, sorry Richard Chamberlain.
0: I you um, say Richard Claderman <laughs> Yeah, which
2: kind of makes more sense really. I suppose it does. Yeah. Um, Roy Orbson, Bobby Gentry, and Glenn Campbell doing a mm-hmm. duet. Donny Osmond. Donny. And Andy Gibbon, Victoria Principal. Ah, um, Gibbon
0: Principal. That's uh, <laughs> an interesting combination. I didn't. I didn't know that Victoria Principal did singing. How odd.
2: Um, REM. Cliff Richard and Phil Everly. Yeah. What, all together? <laughs> Cliff Richard and Phil Everly together. Yeah, but not ah. no. Um and Some of these were charting. Um, it looks like the Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell one mm. um, actually got to number three in the UK charts. This was, really? in, 60, this was in 69. Um, so then we have, now this is we're coming up to where we have to change to the, mm. the Hot 100. But uh, but before we do, we have um, Sheb Woolley, Right. With, I don't recognise that name, but I do recognise the song name. It's the Purple People Eater.
0: Ah. It's six weeks. So the Purple People Eater is what actually killed off the original American <laughs> chart
2: Oh, my God. It survived for a few more weeks after that, but, but then then died. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Purple People Eater. A strange creature described as a one-eyed, one-horned, flying Purple People Eater. Mm-hmm. Descends to Earth
0: because it wants to be in, rock, in a rock and roll band. It became one of those expressions, didn't it? I mean, wasn't there even a board game or something? Mm. Purple yeah. people eater or something? Am or am I remembering that completely wrong? Someone will tell you, and when this goes out, someone will say, "Oh no, that's actually the there was a bag of crisps named after it or something." Should
2: the purple people eater ought to have been in the show podcast? Absolutely. He declines to eat the narrator because he's so tough.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well, we were doing Sutton Park. The narrator ended up becoming a character who interacted with the actors as well. The
0: Cerise character Chomper doesn't really work in the same way, does it? It's really got a rhythm to it, Purple People Eat.
2: Cheb Woolley, Shelby Frederick Cheb Woolley, mm-hmm. an American actor and singer. He co-starred a scout Peter Nolan in the television series Rawhide. Oh, okay. He died in 2003. age oh. 82. The very last song of this Old chart is an Elvis Presley
0: one. Um, Presley killed it, right? And blame the purple people, either.
2: <laughs> it was hard-headed woman, which I don't know that I really remember
0: that one either. But uh, again, great. I think that's one I remember covers of it more. Uh,
2: it was most notably recorded as a rock and roll song by Presley as part of the soundtrack of King Creole.
0: Ah, um, King Creole. Yeah. So, you
2: must. Have done he did that before he went into the army, because he went into the army in '58.
0: So. Well, you got to keep the money rolling in. You got to pay some Gr- Graceland, don't pay for itself, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. You've actually got, you've actually got to, you had to earn the money to pay for Graceland. So, and if you're in the army, you can record a few before you go in. Oh, apparently, Cat Stevens
2: recorded a song with the same title, but it wasn't the same song. Uh-huh. um well, it already, it I mean. really says wonder Jackson it only lists. That version as a, it mm-hmm. was like it doesn't seem to have been covered that much. Right. So now we need to just skip to the other half, fifty-eight under the um, billboard charts. Here we go. Right. So it looks like the next number one was "Poor Little Fool" by Ricky Nelson. Oh, okay. Ricky Nelson. Didn't he die young? Is he one of the people who died young? Uh, I'm not no, sure. He, no, that- he didn't actually. He died mm-hmm. in his, well, he died. He did die young, but not that yet. Not so mm-hmm. young
0: not plane right. crash tragedy young uh he died in 85 age 45. Um, mm, that's surprising so, so it's working mean, working backwards in 85 he was 45 so he would have been 18.
2: yes yeah yeah he was born in 40. Right. he died in a plane crash oh, who did on die in on a plane. new year's eve yeah i was kind of thinking he was somebody who died in a plane
0: crash like in the like almost immediately he was famous but um, so, so when I, when I said not not playing Crash crashed, then he actually did. That's that's yeah. slightly disturbing. I think
2: <laughs> um, poor little fool. It was a song written by Sharon Sheely. Um, All right, but uh, it was first recorded by the news.
1: Okay,
2: it got to number four in the UK. Mm-hmm. Then we have um, dear oh dear. These these titles come to test me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the song is Velare it's more the name of the singer that's, that's uh, mm. Domin- Dominico Modugno.
0: right that's not the val- Valeri that the monkeys did later is it
2: well I was thinking it was Volare oh. oh right oh, it's oh, V-O was, no. not, not V-A yeah, yeah I mean it may not be that either but um actually it does say it's kind of also called as Neblu Deep into deep T-Blue that sounds like it is the Volare that's the really famous volari. right but um Oh, it was chosen as the Italian entry for Eurovision Song Contest. Really? Came mm-hmm. third out of ten songs. Yeah. Wow! Is that the first Eurovision Song Contest? It doesn't say. The weird thing is, it's, it says it, it won the eighth Sanremo Music Festival. So, so songs were obviously allowed to be in more than one competition. The same song was that. Don't think that would be allowed these days. I don't think.
0: No, no. You
2: have to go and do a song in Eurovision, and then try again in
0: another competition. But. Uh, no, it's, or indeed something that was sort of already quite a, a famous song from something else. That, that, that's interesting. Um, now,
2: oh, that's weird. It's funny because I've seen a picture of this uh, of Domenico at mm. the time and he's all young and handsome. And then I went yeah. on to his actual link and there's a picture of him when he was in the Senate in oh, right. In Italy and this and old man. And they have the two pictures, that, the two visions don't really
0: link. Uh, no. Um, it's interesting that isn't it because you always I suppose maybe you don't always wonder but you kind of wonder you know when you look in the mirror sometimes you think oh, can you remember the young you And, and oh, can you predict the old you and and I do wonder sometimes when you do see these comparative pictures of you know people at different ages they actually don't look like the same person at all then you always think there should be something about the eyes you know whenever they try and make up a young actor to look like they're going to look like when they're 90 yeah. ne- they never seem to get it right <laughs>
2: Yeah, I barely recognised me in the old episode of Sutton Park. Well, there is that as
0: well.
2: <laughs> um, then we have Little Star by The Elegance. Oh, okay. What, yeah. What's that? I don't know that one. Okay. It, it, it's a song. Mm-hmm. The music was adapted from Twinkle
0: Twinkle Little Star. Ah, right. No, so I was thinking Little Star sounds sort of vaguely familiar, but I wasn't sure whether it was it was something I knew. Mm-hmm. So it says, um, it
2: was the only song that ever chanted for the elephant I'll say that again. It was the only song that ever charted for the Elegance.
0: Um, ah, okay. The Elegance. Is that Elegance, E-N-C-E, or E-N-T-S? Um, E-L-E-G-A-N-T-S. Ah, we are the Elegance, okay. not we have Elegance, yes. right? There we go. The... Um, it's what you learn on this show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, a do-
2: it's counted as a doo-wop song. Doo-wop, right.
1: Yeah,
2: um, they refused to, They refused to pay payola to a prominent New York disc jockey, which inhibited airplay of their follow-up recordings. Um, okay. But uh, apparently other people who recorded their version of the song include Dion, Randy and the Rainbows, The Slade's, which I presume are different from Slade and, um, Vera Lynn, Linda Scott and Bobby V.
0: Um, Randy and the rainbows. Yeah, oh, dearly
2: And then apparently a, po- a small portion of the song was performed by Paul Simon as part of a 1989 Dion song written on the subway. wall.
1: okay.
2: So Dion was obviously quite well known for this song as well. Um, uh, if, if Paul Simon was singing in tribute, um, to him rather than to the elegance. But mm-hmm. um, then for four and weeks. Maybe they phoned him
0: afterwards. Oh, we are the elegance, mate? Yeah. Uh,
2: then for four weeks, we have Villare again. Um, for um, another four, yeah. Um, and then for one, two, three, four, five, six weeks, we have It's All in the Game by Tommy Edwards.
0: Tommy Edwards? Wow. <laughs> what the hell did Tommy Edwards do? He's um, another one who sounds like a car dealer. He was an American
2: singer and songwriter. Right. Um, he was the first African-American to reach number
0: one on the billboard. Hot mm-hmm.
1: You, you get so
0: used to the idea of people having these, you know, made-up pop star names. It just, it, it just doesn't feel like a pop star name, does it? You know? um, but there we go. He did. Oh, he,
2: he'd been around for a while, though, because... He, he got to number 24 with the morning this the morning side of the mountain
1: oh.
2: um it's all in the
1: oh
0: is it, i thought that's what
2: now i'm confused um i probably talked about all this on the last show and forgot about it. well no i thought this i, th- I thought we were just I th- I th- it looks like he must have released this more than once oh, okay. it's all in the game was um but number 18 in in 1951 Okay. um yeah you in again i don't think that's the uh, um hot chocolate song um, no. but yeah he had It's all in the game new version in 1958 he mm. um, did have quite a few hits, but yeah so that's so it's not really well it's a new version in 58 but it presumably okay. doesn't sound so different yeah no. it's funny how you think about you know, so within, in the 1950s, songs mm. were being released at the start of the decade, which by the end of the decade, people were doing new versions of mm. in, in a nostalgic type way. <laughs> so nostalgia has yeah. always existed.
1: Yes.
2: Um, the pop will recycle itself, yes. Now, um, for one week, um, It's Only Make-Believe by Conway Twitty. Ah, Conway. He was... I was going to say, sorry, that... Um, noticed that uh, Tommy Edwards died in 1969, so he he was died young. Yeah. Um, Conway Twitty, um, American country music singer and songwriter, mm. he had 55 number one hits, but what presumably on the country chart?
0: Because um, I I can't imagine yeah. we've not heard we've not. Well, he had one hit in 55 countries. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. He died
2: relatively young. He died in. Sit Down, Diels. He Died when he was
1: fifty-nine.
2: Mm. Um, then we have Tom Dooley. Mm. Tom Dooley by the Kingston Trio. Tom Dooley's traditional North Carolina folk song mm. based on the eighteen sixty-six murder of a woman named Laura Foster. Right. Oh, uh, it's one of the more famous murder ballads.
0: Okay. Uh, so Nick Cave wasn't uh, didn't start that trend in the nineties. No that's kind of weird though again isn't it because once as ever the, the one immortalized in the title is presumably the one who did it not the victim ah. yeah oh ranty ranty shouty shouty <laughs> uh, yeah uh trying to find out more about the kingston tree um they they didn't do the doctor no that wasn't them was it I, I don't know kingston calypso and all that no, that was the three blind mice at the beginning. I'm just getting that mixed up in my head. It's all right. <laughs> they, did,
2: they existed, they existed between 57 and 67. But it says original lineups continues to the
0: present with different members. Ah. Um, Whatever that means.
1: Yeah.
0: Original lineup, but with different members. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yes, <laughs> mm, versions. It's, it's like the new broom
2: thing. It's the same broom it? with different heads and different, different handles. Um, then we have It's Only Make Believe Again for One More Week by Conway Twicken. Then we have um, To Know Him Is To Love Him by The Teddy Bears. Oh, bless.
0: That, that's a, that's a song written by Phil a bit of a, It's a bit of a standard, isn't it? Dun, and, it, and, it, yeah. it does have his grubby fingers all over it.
2: Apparently it's inspired by words on his father's tombstone. Mm, Okay. Um, Other people did it and had hits, Mm. such as Peter and Gordon, Bobby Vinton, um, Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt and Emily Harris, Um, they did it together. Um, There are the teddy bears, let's see about them. Oh, the teddy bears. No, I I wasn't expecting this. The teddy bears were Phil Spector's first vocal group. Right. But, um, I'm kind of imagining it, that it would be all men, but actually it's two men and a lady. They existed from 57 to 60 mm. um, to see if they had any other hits. No, no they, didn't. they didn't really have one album,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: non-album singles. But, uh, and the last number one of 1958 is um, the Chipmunk song, Christmas Don't totally Be wow. Late, by the
0: Chipmunks and David Seville. So an actual novelty Christmas song on the American charts at Christmas. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Almost unheard of. Yeah, yeah we've
2: we had, we had it beginning to creep in mm. late in the latter part of the decade.
0: Mm.
2: Mm. Oh, uh, weird. So let's see how what things we're doing in the UK. In the austere old UK. So we have um, the first number one of 1958 in the UK is Jerry Lee Lewis with Great Balls of Fire. I thought we hadn't heard about that before. But you um, mm-hmm. got to number two in the States. Right. Number one in the country charts. But I don't we think of Great Walls of Fire as being anywhere
0: near No, not really. Apart from maybe, you know, the performer. Uh, no, it's that's 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 unusual, yes.
2: Then we have Jailhouse Rock by Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of these early ones we probably had late
0: on in the year. I'm assuming the film was later over here than it was over there, wasn't it? So it would have it would have been uh, on the back of the film release, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um,
2: then we have The Story of My Life by It's a Burt and How David Song mm-hmm. by Michael Holliday. Boom, boom, boom. The weird thing is, it says that um, it's a Marty Robbins song, so presumably mm-hmm. this was somebody else doing it. Uh, oh, this, this, is, this is considered a cover version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Robbins' song was a, a country music hit.
0: Although right. it's number one in the US. Hmm. Uh, the- I, do, I do remember it. I do remember that one. It, it, again, I, I, I know I've referred back to this a few times, but I think it is It is on the uh, Pennies from Heaven, not Pennies from Heaven, uh, Lipstick on Your Collar soundtrack. Um, the story of
2: my life. I think. Yeah. Alma um, Cogan did a version later mm-hmm. on. Um, Herman's Hermits, hmm. Connie Francis, Billy J. Kramer, Jim Reeves, hmm. Don Williams, Michael Holiday was. Um, oh, he died young. Um, well, thirty-eight, but mm. he died. In, he died in
0: sixty-three.
2: Yeah. Uh, he he did. He had two number-one singles. The other one was Starry Eyed. Yeah. And what got him then? Um, Holiday had an ongoing problem with stage fright and had a mental breakdown. Oh dear. He died from a suspected drug overdose in Croydon. Cranky. Well, I quite a lot of. Lot of songs, between fifty-five
0: and quite a lot of singles. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Sorry, I was, I was, I was really momentarily. I forgot then that we'd we'd moved over to England, uh, to Britain, yeah. and I thought, uh, what, what what was he doing in Croydon? But then, yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Makes he sense also, now.
2: He also did. He also did a song called 16 Tons." I wonder if that's the same as.
0: Mm. It's yeah, it'd be, it'd be a cover of that, wouldn't it?
2: Did he write yeah. it, though? Um, he was he did Hot Diggity Dog Ziggity Boom.
0: Well, so, as you would, yes. You've got if to you gotta have a Hot Diggity Dog Ziggity Boom.
2: That was a cover version of an American song, so maybe he, he mainly was doing cover versions of songs that have been big in the States.
0: Um, if you say it three times, the Hot Diggity Dog appears.
2: Um, the next <laughs> number one for eight weeks was Magic Moments by Perry Como. Ah, which is also a backrack and David song right? and, and still popular in advertising
0: to this very
2: day um, it combines a quizzical bassoon whistling
0: and a quizzical a, bassoon, and
2: the ghastly white shadings of the very Charles Singers it says <laughs> it um, well it's and, a point of view yes <laughs> that's how it was described in 2003 um, uh, yeah Perry Como is the most famous Bing Crosby did a version the same year. Mhm. Um, did a, um, a version in '97. Okay. I not think I've heard that. Um, yes. Um, after that, and that was you say that was number one for eight weeks, which mm-hmm. possibly the longest that any song was that year. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Whole Lot of Woman for three weeks by Marvin Rainwater. Marvin Rainwater. The- Don't talk to me about rainwater. <laughs> Uh, he was an American country and rockabilly singer. Uh, okay,
0: All right. Let <coughs> me see where it got in the States. Does it mm. Well, if he couldn't make it in the States, he comes over here. There we go. Yeah, yeah it was one of those
2: cases where it got to number 15 in the country charts and number mm. 60 in the main charts. And okay. In the UK for some reason. But, um, then we uh, Who's Sorry Now by Connie Francis. Mm-hmm. Six weeks Oh, it was probably that comes from 1923. So, oh right, there were, and there were popular versions. Um, well, it's funny how it says like in 1923. Isham Jones had a major hit with it. I mean, we've yeah. got no, we've got no listings for charts. Going no, back to not the well, not that I found anyway. No,
0: um,
2: um, and apparently there were sheet music sales though, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, of course. O- other popular versions in 1923 were Marlon Harris, the original Memphis Five. Lewis James and Irving Kaufman so another five versions popular song uh, it also features in the Marx Brothers A Night in Casablanca from 1946 which might explain why it's a popular song <laughs> yeah. um, the Nighthawks did a version oh that was on mm-hmm. Broadwalk Empires Nighthawk the song gave American singer Connie Francis her major solo got, yeah, got to number one mm-hmm. it didn't get to number one in the US um Got to number one in South Africa, um, and did well. Did I'm yeah. using here? We got the US Billboard Hot 100 number four. Um, then we got the US Billboard R&B Best Sellers in Stores
1: mm-hmm.
0: number four, and then the US Cashbox Top 100 number three. So, so. Right, whatever that is. Is that uh, is that just in terms of money made rather than sales or something? Well, I've this rival chart. I mean, there's so many charts.
2: Yeah. yeah there's always been a lot of charts in the states and now these days there's there seems to be far more charts than there ever used to be uh, more charts than actual songs yeah um yeah lots of people have covered it pat boone maria osmond and um, lynn paul right oh lynn paul, i'm sure she was in the new seekers um sounds about right yes then we have on the streets where you live for two weeks by okay. Victor That that sounds st- vaguely familiar title in the yeah. street oh it's from
0: My Fair Lady on the street where you live yeah, yeah that was all that was just that was the only kind of yes. it was where my brain was going with it but I thought oh, that's, that sounds wrong but there we are there you go um, we
2: had quite a lot of hits between 47 uh. and 69 yeah quite a lot of hits, mainly in America hmm. yeah quite high it's quite high. Uh, you're right. my, yeah, you're breaking my heart. Number one in 1949. Mm-hmm. We have no, we have no registry of hits in 1949. <laughs> UK. He's one of those people who had. They haven't seemed to have release any of his music. Yeah, over here. And then on the streets where you live. And then he had a couple more hits over here uh, as a result of, of that. But
1: mm.
2: it was mm-hmm. a lot of singles in the states. Then. Then we have All I Have to Do Is Dream by the Everly Brothers. Mm-hmm. So that was seven weeks. So that was almost almost one of the highest. Um, then we have the Kalen twins, when right. um, When they're also known Apparently Kalen twins are also known as Han and Herbie, American right. singing, songwriting and recording duo. Um, yeah. When is their biggest it's, when might be one of those songs that we know if we heard it? Yeah. But, when yeah. Mm. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to go there. Uh, they ran from 58 to 62. Oh, dear. When you smile. Not that one. Not that They're one. Both dead now, unfortunately. Oh, bless them. One, one died in a car crash in 2005, and the other one died in oh, a this? a, a
0: tragedy this week. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody who lived to a ripe old age and died in their sleep?
2: Well, they were in their <laughs> 70s, so it's still not the way you want to go. Um, then we have another Connie Francis. Actually, I'm just going to check. If when was a hit in the stoners and say, That's no good. Um, oh, apparently, in '77, Shorty Waddy did a version that got number yeah. three.
0: That'll so be the, the one I know. The When when You Smile, or When You Smile, it'll be, yeah, be that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That solves that. Um, let me have another well, question. It? Well, all well cool, or, or opens a whole new can of worms. Well, yeah. Oh, um, it's crooning again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we've got um, from home singing we've got um, Connie Francis singing Stupid Cupid singing might be a stretch (laughs) (laughs) singing Stupid Cupid Um,
0: sounds about right
2: (laughs) um, for six weeks and uh, oh that was written by Howard Greenfield and Neil Sadaka. okay and Patsy Cline did a version Mm -hmm. other people did the version I've never heard of Um, doesn't say if it was how well it did in other countries but uh, um, then we have, so that was number one for six weeks. That was pretty good. Yeah. Well, it was a double A. Well, I think it's a double A side with a song called Carolina moon. But, uh, then we have Tommy Edwards, um, with it's all in the game. So uh, that's back. that new version, uh, for three weeks. And yeah. then we have Lord Rockingham's 11. Lord Rockingham's 11. Is that a cricket song? Uh, it's, British session musicians, led mm. by Harry Robinson. Um, and their songs called Hootsmon. Uh, so it's
0: probably three- not a cricketing song.
2: Yeah. Three weeks. Um, based on an old Scottish folk song, A Hundred Pipers. Okay. Um, and it's one of the first rock and roll songs to feature the Hammond organ. Ah. But it's it's mostly instrumental, punctuated by four stereotypical Scottish phrases. Okay, Hootsmon. There's a moose loose about this hoose. Oh it's um, that one.
0: I bought picked moon nick The nicht, Yes. Wow. Yes, I think that's been sampled a lot, hasn't it?
2: Also revived by bad manners. Um,
0: mm.
2: um then the last number one of, 19, of 1958. Is Conway Twitty it's only
0: make-believe for five weeks? Wow. Yeah, it feels vaguely festive in some way. Right. Now we have to go.
1: over.
0: To- <laughs> uh, ah. <laughs> that was my time-travel noise. <laughs> <laughs> Te- Teal's heard, it made like, a little meow. <laughs> don't,
2: be, don't be afraid of the tra- time-travel noise, deals. It's fine. You're not really time-traveling. Well, unless you are. Be- <gasps> <laughs> um... 1959 in music um well the first sessions for alice fitzgerald's george and, and ira Gershwin songbook are held right uh, oh same month january 59 buddy holly records some acoustic demos in his new york city apartment they are
0: the last songs he will record oh bless him oh that's another plane in it yeah. Songs included, Peggy Sue got married, crying. Basically, I mean, I know that a lot of the way that people toured was they had to fly around the country, but you're thinking, don't get on the plane, guys, whatever you do. You can see why B.A. Baracus was always so terrified of flying. You?
2: Also, in January, the first, and I've,
0: I've sort of heard about, I've heard
2: of this, mm-hmm. I can announce it, it's another thing, the first Melody Festivalian. Which is the annual Swedish music competition? Ah, okay. Um, I I have heard. I have heard. I think because Swedish Sweden is generally known for pretty good Mm. songs. I think it's that's something that I think I might have even seen Mm. live streamed in pubs before now, um, Mm. more recently. But anyway, um, it's also the winner. Apparently, is um, what they then um, put forward for the. Ah, Okay. Or did then anyway? Um, February the third. That's when Buddy Holly, richie Valens, and the Big Bopper are killed in their paint In the plane. The camp. day the music died. Um, that's what it says. Uh, March the eleventh. The fourth Eurovision Song Contest is held in Cannes, wow. and it's won by the Netherlands with their song i Beetle." The oh, Okay. Ooh, there's, there's ooh, ooh, look at that. Well, that be, the foretelling. Well, it might just be me not pronouncing it right. I don't know what it means. Um, it's not spelt Beetle. It's.
0: this is your Eurovision. This is what we're saying.
2: Yeah, it's spelt um, Beetle, but with a J instead of an L. So I ah. just do know. It may not be pronounced Beetle at all.
0: Beetle. Yeah. No, fair enough.
2: Apparently, in April 59, the BBC bans the coaster song charlie brown because of the word spitball <laughs> apparently it reverses the decision later in the month
0: so something's yeah. never changed does it yeah
2: um, wow. um Placido domingo makes his stage debut
0: crikey wow um, how old would he been then born in 41 so yes 18 yeah, 18? yeah. crikey yeah. You see, again, sometimes you've you know it's it's weird, but it's hard to picture some of these people as teenagers. <laughs> mm. you've, people you've only ever really see, well, I've only ever really seen as you know sort of aging, and you know it, it's it is sometimes quite a shock. They they realise that they had their success that early. You know, Alan Lomax
2: and Shirley Collins make a folk song collecting trip to the southern United States.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, isn't Shirley Collins? she's the one who kind of vanished for years and then sort of was rediscovered in the noughties or something
0: might like. be
2: might be wrong uh, what else Bo Diddley, um Bo single same man enters the US R&B charts okay I know that. Um, what else Joan Byers is mentioned she performs at the first Newport Folk Festival
0: Joan Byers as early as that Roy wow. um, Orbison signs with monument records um, the Supremes, I suppose, Supre- I suppose it's, no. So I suppose it's not that surprising, really, when you think about it. I mean, nowadays, you know, you've got people in their bedrooms at fourteen putting oh. U- YouTube videos together and becoming international sensations. So I suppose it just seems incredibly early for Joan Baez to be sort of performing. But mm. and then
2: um, Supremes are founded as a quartet.
0: That
2: wow. They're called the Primettes. The what? What? The Primettes.
0: Primates. Okay. Primates, I don't know. <laughs> primates. <don't> no. <laughs> uh, uh, seems a bit, it's a, it's a bit horribly close to primates. And I don't, yeah. I'm not sure, I you know, it's kind of weird. I suspect they change that very quickly. The Supremes sounds, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 even now, thinking back of the music of the Supremes, you can't really imagine them being called anything other than the Supremes. Um,
2: Jimi Hendrix buys his first electric
0: guitar. <laughs> Wow, that, there's actually an entry for that. Yeah, <laughs> is that someone's um, got the receipt?
2: <laughs> now, apparently, Ballads and Blues Folk Club is founded by Ewan McCall, father of right. Kirsty McCall, and others in a London pub in Soho as part of the second British folk revival. When was the first one? Oh, I don't
0: know. <laughs> um, folk two. This time it's folkier. Yeah. Now I think we're going to start
2: with the UK and crossover. Um, do it that way
0: bit of a variety. yep fair enough
2: uh, so uh, where are we now is this oh, it. oh no,
0: it's
2: for later uh,
0: the start yeah. of the year starts with great in the
2: pit well it actually starts with the day the rains came by Jane Morgan we're what all at
0: home watching great the pit
1: <laughs>
2: was... Who's Jane Austen? Oh Apparently it was an adaption of a French-language song, Le Jour ou Le Brie and... Uh, I can't pronounce um, Sorry.
0: Muffly on tour, who's listening, a very cross with me. Um, Nobody ever gets cross with you, and certainly not Muffly. Muffly loves everything you do. Everything you do.
2: <laughs> um, then we have... Um, Yes, yeah, I. I'm going to have a look and see a bit more about Jane Morgan. She's very glamorous. Uh, she is an American, an American singer, but she found success in France and the UK. Okay. Um, before um, receiving recognition in the US, she got six gold records. Uh, she was a frequent nightclub and Broadway performer. Um, she appeared numerous times on American television, both as, both as a singer and dramatic performer. She. Well, is still alive today. Alive, she is
0: ninety-eight.
2: Hooray! Um, she was born in nineteen twenty-four. Uh, but oh. she she appears to sort of her career is from forty-three to seventy. Mm. That's impressive, though isn't it? You know, she's yeah. still recording. <laughs> no, I think we, it seems to infer that she stopped in seventy-three. So yeah.
0: That's um, a retirement, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Well done, well done to her. Then we have Elvis um, Presley. One night um well double double a side i think one One night i got stung i don't think i know i'm not sure i know these ones um it uh written by dave bartholomew pearl king and anita steinman
0: Um,
2: Oh. oh the original recording was by smiley lewis uh and it was originally called one night of sin oh my and it got to number 11 so it had been released as a single before but that played well in the midwest oh yeah presently recorded a version with its original lyrics Mm -hmm. Um, but this version would not be released in 1983 so they changed some of the lyrics ah to make it radio friendly
1: um
2: then we have that so that was number one for three weeks yeah then we have Shirley Bassey with Wally Stott and his orchestra As I Love You for four weeks. Crikey. Possibly one of Shirley Bass's first first ones. Yeah. But she's still going, isn't she? She's still going. She is eighty-five. Um Yeah. Uh, it says that she first well, it says she's her career started in fifty-three.
0: There'll be a Guinness record in that, I'm sure. Eventually. The longest, you know, longest performing career or something. <coughs> in nineteen fifty nine she became the first Welsh person to gain a
2: number one single on the UK singles chart Wow She amassed 27 top 40 hits in the UK including two number ones and uh, of course she did three Bond, th- bond themes Yes two, two of them better than the know They've
0: got a fondness for the Moonraker it's just, Those other two are so
2: memorable that it, it was Yeah, they're
0: fun. kind of iconic really but yeah, they but uh, it's a nice song actually the Moonraker song Let's okay, go back to really
2: um, then we have the platters. smoke gets in your eyes. oh, we saw the platters, but not we with did song, but with a different song in um mm-hmm. last year um
0: smoke gets they had, in your they Songs. had a long career as well, didn't they? the platters
2: now, wasn't it smoke gets in your eyes that Shirley Bassey did on um and Wise? Whites, or she did something when she's in the when she's in she loses her shoes and then had to wear wellington
0: boots it um, wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I better not say anything
2: because I forgot we haven't done America yet. Um, then we have uh, Russ Conway side saddle for four weeks. Okay. Uh, Russ Conway isn't he? he he's in, oh yes, he's a, a pianist and composer. He had twenty piano instrumentals in the UK singles charts between fifty seven and sixty three, and he two came, number one hits.
0: Came you know the. The comedian's cliche in the, You know, the, the, if, if in doubt, it was a Russ Conway song. <laughs> um, and side saddle uh, is a hit single.
2: It's a honky tonk style tune. Okay. Uh, it it was, it was written as part of the score for a television musical adaptation of Beauty and the Beast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Side saddle. The song was, was stated it was six weeks. Um, I'll tell you in just a second. Um, but the song was a staple of the BBC's Housewives' Choice radio. Ah, okay. Um, it
0: was no four weeks. But, four weeks. It's been been side saddle for four weeks. Is, is, four is, weeks. is it would it would certainly play with the others, wouldn't it? But,
2: uh, <laughs> then we have Buddy Holly. It doesn't matter anymore. Okay. Uh, number th- for three weeks. Um, that was oh, it was Ish. Well, it was issued in January, 59, less than a month before his death. But I think mostly it was number one after his death. Mm. Then we have Elvis Presley. Now and then there's a fool such as I, um, but with possibly a double A side, I need your, I need your love tonight. Um, I'm not, not, that's five weeks. I'm not convinced I know that one, that well. Mm. um, it had been a hit by Hank snow on the country charts. In uh, okay. you know, 53, so, um, but, uh, and it had been, um, released by Joe Stafford and Bob Dylan. Joe Stafford, I think I remember was talking about a few years back. Well, mm. <laughs> not, not literally a few years back, but a few years back in this yeah. timeline. Um, cause we, we weren't sure if Joe Stafford was a boy or a girl. Um, uh, then we have Ross Conway again with mm. roulette for two weeks says it's a piano instrumental Right. Uh, then Bobby Darren okay. um, with Dream Lover
0: yeah it's a well known one uh, for four weeks uh, it still amazes me how some of these songs sort of get completely forgotten and some seem to have stuck around forever you know it, 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 it's such a history is such a fickle thing really isn't it yeah Nils
2: Darker was on piano for Dream Lover and in, 19, oh, in 1979 Ricky Nelson did a version um, uh, of course he was still about there. Um, oh, Dion did a version uh, in 61. Um, then we have, now I think, I think this is the first time we've seen him, at least in the number ones. Mm. Um, we have Cliff Richard and the Drifters.
0: Ah, Cliff and the Drifters. That doesn't compute, does it at all? Yeah.
2: Um, and, oh, well, I think the Drifters might be the Shadows, or at least members of the Shadows, because. Mm. See a picture of when you click on the Drifters, it takes you to the Shadows. Uh Ah,
0: they they drifted across to be the 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 Shadows, originally known as the Drifters. Although there was another act called the Drifters, wasn't there? There is, or there was, yeah. yeah. Um, Unless that was
2: one of the reasons. Um, Well, anyway, this was Living Doll that was number one. Uh, Okay. And uh, six weeks. Uh, with Vic and uh, the, the young ones, yes. Yeah, not first. I'm sure it was number one then as well, wasn't it? Or it certainly did very well.
0: Yes, it was. No, it was. It was
2: uh, then we have Only Sixteen, um, by Craig Douglas.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, Only Sixteen is written by Sam Cooke, who oh, really? also. Um, uh, yeah, it looks like his version was released in the states, and Craig Douglas's version in the UK. That's no. very reasonable of them. God, it's only two
0: minutes long. Um,
2: then we have Here Comes
0: Summer by Jerry Keller. Ah, uh, that's, that's an upbeat, jolly... It actually, you know, in terms of songs about summer, it's it's up there, isn't it, as one of the jollier ones that make you actually feel like you're properly in summer when you hear that one.
2: Cliff Richard did a version, although apparently it was never released. or non-released
0: as a single. May have done it in a in a film actually weirdly i don't know maybe i'm wrong
2: they've got five for the version in uh 1970 but it had different lyrics and only got number 44 um fair enough then who's jerry american pop singer uh seems like that's oh he's listed under one hit wonders so oh bless him okay. then we have bobby darren with mac the knife for two mac weeks. the knife Oh, that's
0: funny. now
2: that's a proper classic yeah, that's, that's a finger clicking that's, that's originally from the three penny opera in 1928 mm-hmm. so I imagine quite a lot of, well, it does sound like his version was
0: the most famous but a lot of people did it um, I'm sure Sinatra had a go at that one if he didn't someone missed out there because it sounds very Sinatra Yes, it's not jumping
2: out at me but I'm sure ok maybe I'm, I'm wrong sure. but it's not no. So, no, it's not to so. say didn't have scan reading never mind um, let's have a look at Bobby Darin last week here. he died young as well he died in in seventy three. He was only oh. thirty
0: seven. A curse in him today. I mean, I know uh, it's not your fault.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd only been alive for about ten days before he died. So, um,
0: ooh,
2: ooh. I don't think I can be a reincarnation. I think you have to. You have, it doesn't have to happen at the same time? Uh, but, but, uh, um, he, he'd always had poor health. Uh. Um, he had. He'd had rheumatic fever as a. Child, uh, he had heart surgery in '71. Uh, and he didn't take his antibiotics and he developed sepsis, not a sort of automobile or, or no, no. accident or anything. It's just, just health. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to see what else because I think he, I felt like he had quite. A, did he do the Bouncy Ball song? Um, ball. did you do? Was it Bobby Down who did Bobby Ball? For sure, we did quite. A, Splish splash. Is that splish splash? Uh, million dollar baby wasn't there a film called?
0: That? It was um, Clint Eastwood directed.
2: Uh, Queen of the Hot. He did have uh, he did have other hits. Mm. Uh, in in '60 he had Lazy, Lazy River number two over here. I mean he had lots of hits in. in yeah, he had. Oh, he had a song called Things. In Things. '62 that got to number two uh, in the UK uh, and number three in the states. Um, if I were a carpenter, okay. Uh, but on that one about Iron Hammer in the evening um, Oh, that? I well, don't ha- I don't know. Minnie the Moocher. Minnie the Moocher. He did do the Bouncing Ball song, though. But he did do a lot of songs, and lots of them have got quite interesting to- or-, or bizarre. The girl who stood beside me is the. Is- 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: The lady that, came from Baltimore. That's another one. Okay. That's that's just write a song about what you see. Say what you see. Say what you see. He did an album, Bob,
2: Bobby Darren Things Doctor to Doolittle. Crikey. Um Then we have, oh, yeah, The Drifters didn't last long uh, <laughs> because we have Cliff Richard and The Shadows now for five weeks with Traveling Light. Okay. Yeah, I don't know most of the Knies Cliff ones because I did have quite a lot of 50s and 60s. Yeah. Cliff Richard compilations because um, I think it was one of those things that my parents probably encouraged, yes, when they knew I liked 60 music because it wasn't too uh, offensive to them or, or <laughs> they remembered it themselves. Then we there have a lot of,
0: a lot of people with Cliff Richard fans, you know, that are you know of that era, you know, it, it, it's it's not unusual, uh, <laughs> no, yes, I know, but you know, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's quite a few people I know yeah. have had parents who were Cliff Richard fans and 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 are unrepentant about it
2: he sort of goes into a bit of a black hole in the 70s with mm. with some exceptions but um in the early 80s he could do quite a lot of catchy mm. songs again so i did have some of those ones um because he even jumped in with um and waterman in the late 80s so he, he and had big hits with them so and until i think it was it was when he kind of got into that um doing just doing christmas songs yeah uh, phase that uh, people started losing interest i think um or at least people who were willing to give him a benefit of the
0: doubt. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah um, fair enough
2: you in other words <laughs> yeah i kind of lost interest when he got anything that went too religious or too um, or too christmasy uh, yeah. but, uh no, i get it i get it um then we have a name that's very familiar going into the 60s uh for at least for a while um what do you want by Adam Faith? Adam Faith. Wow. Uh, for three weeks, yeah, um, quite. A, he had a number of. He had somebody, someone else's baby. I remember that one. Did he really? Oh that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that song.
0: I think we're to remember that Adam. <laughs> um.
2: It, um yes. Oh, it's arranged by John Barry. Apparently, um, what do you want? Mm. What do you want if you don't want money what do you want if you don't
0: want money? say what do you want and, you know. yeah i know it yeah
2: yeah i can't give do, do me a look no i'll let it see later he'll do it so much better hey, indeed indeed you're not convinced oh yeah. right. uh, the... well
0: I hope, at least taking notes of the lyrics for the Uh-oh. song so that's
2: good. No. No. Okay. <laughs> he would never do that um yeah, of course, he's better known later on for his acting. He did sort of it looks like he did go back, even though when he became better known as an actor, he mm. did go back and do the occasional
0: um, oh, like yeah. album one in the seventies, one in the. 80s. Well, when you think of the number of actors from East who had singles out, you can kind of see that someone who's actually known as a proper, you know, well-known singer would think I could make a few bob out of this. I I, I can see the appeal of that. Yeah,
2: I think he had. and He had more. I mean, I remember What Do You Want and then there's another mm. one we'll come to. Um, and then Someone Else's Baby, number two. When Johnny Comes Marching Home, number five. How about that, number four. Lonely Pump in a Christmas Shop, number four. Who Am I, number five. Okay. Time Has Come, number four. As You Like It, number five. Don't That Beat all, number eight. Um, the First Time, number five. I mean, he was doing really well, basically. Mm. When the Beatles came along and then nobody was interested <laughs> yeah, oh, he, he, he skipped he skipped career, so. um, But but um, oh, where are we going go. right then oh that's confusing just a minute I need to go back and have a look at something it said he had two number ones in 1959 but that's not what it says in this list mm-hmm. um, confusing maybe it went into 60 yeah Says he had poor me number one in, in 59 but mm. but that's not that's not what it says on this list and it would be a bit he would be a bit hard pressed to have another number one that year because
0: um time's getting better bon, well, yes. what
2: do you want is in december <laughs> um yeah i think poor me must have been early 60 maybe it came maybe it came out almost immediately in or by end of 59 and the last number one of 19 um 59, is um, Emil Ford and the Checkmates, what do you okay. want to make those eyes at me for?
0: What do you want to make those eyes at me for?
2: Fair enough. Um, which I remember from the, the Shaking Stevens version.
0: Ah, which, of course, which, yes.
2: Which isn't the uh, um, first time we've, uh, his name has come up, connected to songs from the 50s. Because well, there
0: was definitely, I mean, his career was really built on, on nostalgia for Older hits, wasn't it? So it does make sense that some of those hits had to actually turn up every so often.
2: Um,
0: Emil Ford was a musician in Singapore
2: in St. Lucia, British Windward Islands.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Right, now we need to hop over.
0: Uh, to the, to America? uh get on the old aeroplane again? No, oh, no, we're not going on plane. No, 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 no. It's not, not, not safe. It's not <laughs> so safe. We will to walk. We go to walk. We'll to walk. I, I, I walk. Either walk on water, or we'll go. We'll get a boat. We'll get a boat. There we go. Uh, so there uh, will be a pause while we we, we 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 get the old oars out, and uh, there we go. It's it's, well, it's not solo crossing, but you know we'll we'll cross the Atlantic by any means necessary. That's not an aeroplane. Oops, there are
2: some different. um a few differences, a few similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, mainly differences. Um, well, we start with the chipmunk song, Christmas Day ah. Lake, which is where we finished in '58. Uh, Chipmunks and David Seville. Then we have Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, the Platters, which we we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then for oh yeah, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, chipmunk song for two weeks. Smoke Gets in Your Eyes for three weeks. And then for four weeks, "Stagger Lee" by Lloyd Price. Okay, what's that all about? Uh, it's a popular American folk song about the murder of Billy Lyons. Oh right, that's it, 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 Back in eighteen ninety-five, um,
0: so it's another murder ballad. They're very popular. That's that's weird, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's uh, it, it's just it is just weird that that somebody from well. Getting on for a hundred years earlier, the only thing anybody knows about them is the murder ballad that <laughs> that's um, in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. It's
2: the murder of Billy Lyons. So I don't know if Stagger Lee is is the killer again like it was before, whether that's not what that means. I don't know. Anyway, we haven't got time today. Um Lloyd Price was a American r and B in swing singer songwriter yeah um he's known as mr personality
0: yeah uh, was he the first mr personality not
2: sure oh I mean, gosh you have to impress to be known as that um
0: mm-hmm. not he, not something that's ever likely to bother me <laughs> he, he, he died just over a year ago um, um,
2: aged 88 mr longevity he actually had a song called Personality, which, ah. up, which yes, so Stagger Lee was a hit, mm. and uh, where were you on Where were you on our wedding day? <laughs> Personality. That was. These were all hits in the UK. I mean, he had bigger hits in America, but uh, did have a few, a few more. That he wasn't a one hit wonder let's same. No, no. Where no,
0: were you on our wedding day? <coughs> Notion for a song. Um, oh yes, where did Stagger League get
2: to? Yes, he got to Stagger League got to number seven in the UK.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It came from the album The Exciting Lloyd Price. So the exciting he, Lloyd. So he wasn't only Mister <laughs> Personality;
0: he was also considered exciting. well You see, there, there's two things to put on your tombstone, neither of which will be used on mine. But there we tombstone a couple of carrier bags. Anyway. <laughs>
2: For, for five weeks, we have Venus by Frank Avalon. Ah, Frank,
0: is that the one, Frankie Avalon? I was that the one covered by Nana
2: Nini Nunu? I don't think it can be because I thought that was written by um, Shocking Blue. Uh, must be another song called Venus. Yeah, it says yeah, just Frankie Avalon song. Ray um, Manlove did a version. Ah. Johnny Mathis did a version. Pat Boone did a version. Well, I mean. it was number sixteen in the UK. No, it wasn't up to. Uh, it wasn't up to. Uh, the shocking blue, Lonnie, La La new version. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: uh, then we have the Fleetwoods. Come softly
0: to me. For uh, three the Fleetwoods. Uh, to do no, with no They have nothing to do with Fleetwood Mac, presumably. Uh, Come softly to me. is
2: an a cappella song.
1: Oh right,
0: okay.
2: It doesn't doesn't re- doesn't record whether it was a hit over here. No. It was hidden in Italy. Well, a minor issue. shit. The Fleetwoods, they existed from 58 to 83. They would sort of do what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it was one man and two ladies. Yeah. Then we have The Happy Organ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by Dave Baby Cortez for one week. Right, instrumental.
0: Do they do they specify which organ? <laughs> no. Is the happy one? No, they don't. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, apparently, it is it possibly fe- the liver. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It, it originally featured lyrics <laughs> and was intended to be sung accompanied by piano and an organ.
0: But, uh, oh, I see. Ah, yes, it's the actual the musical instrument that. Uh, the source of the happiness, right?
2: The Hammond organ as well. Uh, uh, it was one of a number of singles. <laughs> um, the Happy Spleen. I, I don't know what the other song was.
0: called. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, some, some some level it doesn't bear thinking about, does it?
2: The, the, the album was called Dave Baby Cortez and his happy organ.
0: Oh, oh. yeah, it gets worse, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> I don't another album was called The Fabulous Organ of Dave Baby yeah. Cortez
0: we yeah, were well, unable to show you the cover picture <laughs> I
2: think they, they dropped I think somebody might have said <laughs> um, Dave they stopped being they stopped having that word in the title after that uh-huh. um, doesn't say that his singles ever really released in the UK though. No. did have another he had another single called The Whistling Organ <laughs>
0: Well, there's an education.
2: right? That wasn't that wasn't, that wasn't as big a hit, though, I have to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Had yeah, I'm single, just imagining the surgery for that
2: one. He had a single called Rinky Dink. <laughs> that, that was bigger. He had uh, a anyway. big
0: Rinky Dink. Right, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Dave Innuendo presents. Yes.
2: Thank goodness he didn't have any other big hits. Um,
0: any yeah. big what, sorry? No,
2: nothing. We, um, then have <laughs> Can- <laughs> we then have Kansas City by, well... It's a Leap and Stoller single. Um, Fair. Fair. It's a rhythm and blues song from nineteen fifty two. So I wonder if, <laughs> why this this was doing in the charts now, but uh, Little Richard did a version. Beatles did a version. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember. Uh, I have a feeling that's one of the, oh yes, it's one of their first singles. Well like when they were in Hamburg, so, oh, okay. oh, well, that was also on their Beatles for Sale. I think they they kept, I think they used to cover it in Hamburg, and then changed it up. James Brown did a version. Anyway, this version is by Wilbert Harrison, Wilbert, an American rhythm and blues
0: singer, pianist, guitarist, and harmonica player. Uh, and and at the moment, you have to be very careful how you say pianist. <laughs> the happy pianist. <laughs> oh it's all getting a bit it's all getting a bit isn't it yes oh no please um then we have for <laughs>
2: oh, was for two weeks happy organs only for one week one two three yeah, sounds about right uh for six weeks we have the battle of new orleans by johnny horton right, okay. um, battle for new orleans he was an american country music honky-tonk and rockabilly singer um, a musician during the 50s, best known for his saga songs that became uh,
0: international hits. Be some deeply uh, important American history reason that we know nothing of in the Civil War of some kind. Dritten from the perspective of an American uh, soldier. And it
2: got to number 16. So yes, I guess you could say it was an international hit, but it wasn't a massive hit. Mm. It got to number 20 in Italy. Number one, oh, number one in Australia, so fair enough. That is pretty international. Yeah. And Canada, number one. So, yeah. Uh, why did you do so in Australia? Um, then we have Lonely Boy by Paul
0: Anker. Okay. Lonely Boy, but Happy Organ. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem to think it. That doesn't make sense, I think. Anyway. Um, <laughs> he spent a lot of time in his room. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wouldn't think you'd be unhappy. But anyway. No. Um, oh, uh, that's confusing. <laughs> uh, I just thought it might say what it did in the UK, but it didn't. It did number two in Canada. I presumed it was a, would have been at least a bit of a hit in the UK, but maybe not. Um, then we have A Big Hunk of Love by. <clears throat> <laughs> These songs need to calm down.
0: You wonder, you wonder why we're going to the end of this run of. <laughs> He's lost it.
2: a big hunk of love by was president uh
0: ah, yes hunger hunker burning we,
2: believe, he, yeah. he's um, he's wearing his army outfit on the cover
0: really yeah, okay well that was that was his his news thing you know I imagine it's his, his publicity people you know,
2: that one of the songs that he revived in, in 72 when he was doing his las Vegas presidency yeah
0: i think that's the version i I'm most familiar with
2: you know. um <laughs> then we have the three bells for, uh, for
1: <laughs>
2: four. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Um, four. Weeks. You've got three then, have you? All oh, right, okay. No, uh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> the opposite of Hitler. But, um, <laughs> well maybe borrowed
2: one off Hitler. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's what happened. <laughs> it's by the Browns. Um, the Browns were two ladies and a man. Um, <clears and throat> yeah. I wonder if they were the three bells. No, they were the Browns. Oh. Um, they were Jim, Ed Brown, and the, and his sisters, Maxine and Bonnie. Maxine, they Bonnie... Were, they, were in, a com- they were sort of country. And Ed.
0: Uh, okay, not fair enough. They,
2: <laughs> they existed from 50, 50, no, for, 54, to fi- 54 to 68. Um, um, and I uh, don't think they were really well-known. I don't think they were known, particularly in the UK. They haven't got any chart It's... Um, Deals. are you coming back to join us for the last few songs come on bring back oh. some order to the chaos um, there you go there you go what do you think about <coughs> this? what do you think about this okay <coughs> eh? any views the opinions <coughs> um then we have winter september yeah, there are quite a lot of differences we have sleepwalk by santo and johnny uh-huh. uh they're an american rock and roll instrumental duo of italian descent I'm guessing that wasn't covered by Ultravox I uh, <laughs> um, don't think there's a lot more to say about that um, I had quite a long career they were around from 59 to
0: 78
2: mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, makes you Santa, wonder after 20 years someone finally says you know what I'm fed up with this
2: <laughs> well it looks like they're,
0: they're not, they
2: might still be alive or doing separate things but <laughs> Santo is semi-retired and Johnny currently tours and of course new material with his own band ah um, then we have Mac the Knife by Bobby Darin,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which was number one for six weeks. Then we have the Fleetwoods again with Mister Blue, mm-hmm. um, which looks like it was a hit for them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, they were the first, the first, um,
1: yeah,
2: people to do it. It was also number seven in Italy. Um, then uh, Mac the Knife again for another three weeks by Bobby Darren, I think it's got to be the one of the longest running it's like nine weeks you know mm. uh, then
0: Guy Mitchell who I remember we mm. I mixed up with uh, Cliff Mitchell more for some reason or Guy Mitchell more for some reason I don't know why I keep get, I keep doing that that's, that's where my brain goes every time you mention him
2: yeah didn't he do, did do seeing the blues Or I think, he definitely uh,
0: you expect me to remember the things we've talked about <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
2: yes, yes possibly the, Yes, he did. He did. In 56. He did wow, something.
0: well remembered, Paul.
2: Well, it's, I've only just been editing that episode, so <laughs> it's probably back in my mind again.
0: If any well, listeners are thinking of, of looking for someone to, to share the podium for On Pointless, no. Paul is your man.
2: Um, well, anyway, the song that was number one this time was Heartaches by the Number.
1: Oh, okay.
2: It was a country song. Um, and. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think Guy Mitchell wasn't necessarily the first person to do it, but no. but it, um, it it was around the same time. Um, yes, so Ray Ray Price may have been the first person to do it, but also in '59. So um, Johnny Tillotson in '65. All oh, right, Jack Reno lots of people seem to have covered cindy Lauper in a version um as recently as 2016 yeah uh, jerry lee lewis waylon jennings willie nelson bill Cro- bill crosby bing crosby um connie francis mm. now the last song in america of 59 is why by frankie avalon okay i don't think we've oh But it looks like Donny Osmond also did a a version of it because it's his face that appears when you click on it.
1: okay.
2: Based on an Italian song. um, The Avalon version features an uncredited female singer. Ah. Anthony Newley did a version. Blimey. Um,
0: The Donny Osmond version got to number three in... Mm still amazes me it still amazes me now that we don't really get the same you know the modern the last 20 years you don't get people covering you know songs as much anymore do you
2: um well i think we're going to have quite a lot of songs for uh to, to look into. yeah absolutely so we've come to the end of the 50s
0: wow oh, my yeah. god uh, now i think um I'm still a couple of years away from the end of my fifties, so that's, <laughs> a, that's uh, reasonable. So,
2: um, one of the things listeners that Martin um, and I were discussing was that maybe um, because there are certain areas of the seventies, I think he would secretly like to discuss. I, I think we, 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 we may look at picking on various bands that were that were doing well and looking at their their careers and sort of. Um, we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. Mm. But before we finish and before it comes on, um, I, I should say that coming up in 1960, we have hits by, uh, Emil Ford, Michael Holliday, and newly Adam, Adam Faith, Johnny Preston, Lonnie Donegan, um, the Everly Brothers, Eddie Cochran, Jimmy Jones, Cliff Richard, Johnny Kidd and the Pirates, The Shadows, Ricky Valance, Boy Orbs and Elvis Presley.
0: Um, and well, it's, it's really. its uh, sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I had no me- recollection of that one. So. I think um, Cliff, Cliff
2: Richard is doing. Let's just say Cliff Richard has m- more number ones than Elvis Presley does in 1960. But um, um, one thing I also need to say, listeners, is uh, considering, uh, as I think you all you know at this stage, that we have already done all the 60s. Um, So if you've been listening in chronological order, if you want to start listening to our 60s episodes, I can't help you with all of the episodes, I can't help you find your way across the whole decade, but I can tell you that if you want to go to 1960, you need to go back to episode 339, which was called Shai Hits from 60 years ago, Um, and it was released on May the 22nd, 2020, so a little over two years ago um and a little over 200 episodes back um now what we did with the 1960s episodes was that i think certainly for the first two episodes we did two years in a row Mm. so episode 339 is 1960 and 61 Mm. then i think we did 62 and 63 and then because a certain person had a birthday and also the 60s um Songs really started kicking in the mm. ones that are still referred to this day from 64 onwards. I think we did an episode per year, mm-hmm. but um, so yeah, but 339 it's easy if you go on the um, it's easy to find out whether, mm-hmm. whether which episodes follow on. But as I say, episode 339 is, is 1960,
0: so wow. it's slightly alarming that you've done 200 episodes since then. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah anyway <laughs>
0: um
2: it's non-stop at the shy life <laughs> well it's even more shocking in a way because we've a time of time of recording we've now covered every year from 1950 to 1997 with 1998 to be recorded in a couple of days time so by the time this comes out 1998 will also be recorded so um, I think the plan is, or the rough plan, is to definitely continue until t- 2006, <laughs> which is when Top of the Pops finished. But um, maybe maybe even into the early um, teens, it's just that when charts start to go streaming and mm. um, the variety of acts, and also the age of the acts, completely drops away and you just get sort of young people. I mean, the thing i like about the charts is that you could have like i don't know um you could have kylie at number one but then you mm. could also have uh, um and a heavy metal band or mm. a, you get lots of different you get yeah, the variety of the yeah. variety you, you just stop getting the variety of it once it goes mm. streaming so um so so yeah we we will be we will be jumping ahead we will be continuing to do the later episodes at least for, for a good a good many more years, but uh, don't think there'll be much point past the early teens though, but uh, anyway um, anyway Martin, thank you for doing the 50s with me. Um, Always a pleasure um, and uh, we've got plenty of um, plenty of other things we can talk about oh, and I'm sure we'll also find something obviously, <laughs> um, obviously Martin is part of our Chatterbox team so we hear him on there and um, and obviously, vision on sound oh, no, is yes. going strong.
0: Plodding on, yes. Oh. Plodding on in its own little way. Yes. Well, um, um, so,
2: yeah. Uh, so, we'll hand over to you now and um, say goodbye for now. And, you uh, take care. Bye bye. Yeah, take care. Bye bye. Come here. Bye. what are we expecting this time from Ike? what are we expecting from Ike this time well some of his favourite songs from 1958 and 1959 but uh, I don't know we'll just have to see how it goes Um, just the number ones Paul just the number ones yes Um, because well that's all we've had time for (laughs) but uh, um, yeah I'm sure he'll do a good job I I hope he'll put some effort into it you know Really make it a good a good a good montage, yes paul I'm sure he can do his best. I've heard him um practicing you know singing into his hairbrush singing into his hairbrush really uh well um well may, maybe a slight exaggeration but uh, yes i i know he i know he uh has been very keen really mm. well let's just hope he does a good job uh, <laughs> We've reached the end of the 1950s this time, so you know it's uh, it's kind of uh, ki- kind kind of the end of an era, I suppose. Yes, I supposed to. Will there be more music episodes? There will, but we'll be jumping sort of right to uh, um, well up about into the late 90s, maybe in, and maybe into the early noughties in the next few months. Um, so you know, he'll be required to sing. Um, some of those songs, of course, what about you and martin paul what What will you do? I will talk about some songs. I will talk about sort of maybe some groups from the mid seventies uh sort of discuss hits and uh misses um yeah, we'll probably do some episodes of that and see how it goes so he may so he may be required to sing then, yeah, maybe, maybe it's hard to say, you know hard to say Um, but I mean because he's sort of done that era before but in a different way so um, we'll see we'll see yes Paul well it's a time of change it is a time of change yes um yeah that's not a bad thing though no Paul no I wonder whether Ike will cover any songs that were just like top 10 hits as well as number ones I'm not sure because Martin and I didn't really discuss top 10 hits we really just did Discuss the number ones. Um, maybe we should have done more detail. I'm not sure, but uh, but doing two years in an episode, you know, it, it, it means you need to kind of hone in on the, the big, the big, big, big hits. But uh, I wasn't sure. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, but it's difficult. Oh, I can hear the theme music. So can I, um, listeners. Coming up next: Ike sings the big hits of 1958 and 1959 um yeah um enjoy it while you can because as comedy said it's it's the end of an era the end of an era you won't moan at him will you paul won't moan at <laughs> now i'll keep my mouth shut just don't enjoy himself oh yes that's a good idea
1: Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye,
0: goodbye, 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 It's been good, but yeah, definitely time to come home now.
1: This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now?
2: Oh,
0: it's
2: the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go.
0: I have a voice. I have a voice.
2: You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting.
0: Univaspods.net.
1: Hello listeners, here are some of the songs from 1958 and 1959 that I intend to sing. Uh, great Bowls of Fire. Great bows of Fire the Joe House Rock and the Joe the Joe Rock, the Joe Um Uh um, <speaking in Spanish> <speaking in Spanish> um That was the story of my life and Joe House <laughs> Um oh this one. Magic Moments, la 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 la. Magic moments, la 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 la. Oh, sorry now. Hmm. On the street, by here. On the street, right here.
2: That was very good.
1: Well, thank you, Paul.
2: That's the best you've been for ages. Uh,
1: thank you, Paul.
2: You missed out a few.
1: Yes, Paul.
2: Still, it's not easy to learn all these uh, different songs. I mean, some of them I didn't know myself.
1: Exactly, Paul.
2: Well, um, I think we should finish. Yes, Paul. Would you like to finish with a, a particular song?
1: No, Paul. I've done all the ones I can.
2: Hmm, Really? Yes, Paul. Um, uh, why don't you, um, why don't don't you just, um...
1: Why don't I just, why
2: don't I just what? There's no need to be nasty. I'm not being nasty, Paul.
1: I'm just saying. What do you want me to
2: do? Um, I just thought, one last song.
1: Yes, Paul. That's easy for you to say, but not so easy for me to sing. Oh,
2: gosh. Um, perhaps we can find you... A song that wasn't number one, but which did pretty well. Maybe. Um, I'm sure we can find something. I'm
1: sure you can. you going to keep me waiting long? Hey, doing my
2: best. What about Wake Up a Little Susie? Well, technically that's
1: from 1957.
2: Well, it was still in the charts in 58.
1: I've got Wikipedia too, you
2: know, Paul. Oh, for goodness sake, just sing Wake Up a Little Susie. Oh,
1: Wake Up a Little Susie. Wake
2: up, little Susie. Yeah, but it sounds like wake up, a little Susie. Oh,
1: for goodness' sake! Wake up, little Susie. Wake up, uh, Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. You both be sound asleep. Come on, little Susie, and weep. Wake up little Susie. wake up little Susie do 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 do
2: Right, enough Yeah, quite enough Thanks, Ike.
1: Right I've got places to be
2: Goodbye uh, Goodbye Very sorry, listeners he, he was in quite a grumpy mood today He was, poor, But I think it's the emotion, you know? The emotion? Yes, you know Of finishing the 1950s If you say so Anyway <laughs> We'll be back again soon, listeners with, with more songs Did someone put the washing machine on? Oh, yes Sorry Oh, dear and we better stop now. I think we better do. Bye, listeners. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Are you two still talking? I thought he'd gone. Oh, dear, so did I. He's waiting on the wings. Oh, for goodness sake.
1: Oh, my God, there's nothing I like better is
2: when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out.
1: <laughs> I've heard that Paul's extremely nimble. And then there's the episode where Paul laid an egg. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, there was a dragon in it. Anyways. 572. 572. 572. 572. 572. 572. 572. 572. 500 and 500 500 500. The best part of the Shy Life podcast is when it ends. <laughs> five. 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 Seven. I, don't I don't know. It's like it puts out 20,000 episodes a month.